0: It's derby time! Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the Coach and Jackie the Skater. The fun! the fourth whistle roller derby podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Hi, friends. Things continue to change and update daily in our lives right now. It's kind of something, isn't it? (laughs) Let's see, last time we spoke, I rushed out an episode early so we could talk about the crisis a little bit, the first event that was canceled for my league. Since then, we no longer have a practice space through the beginning of April. We canceled our first home game. And the future of roller derby is a great unknown. We are going into the unknown, to quote Frozen 2, which is now available on Disney+. Plus. I have a long list of movies that I have watched on Disney+, Plus this week. If you're interested, <laughs> message me. <laughs> so, this is a weird situation for all of us. When fear and uncertainty lead to anxiety it can start to cloud your judgment. See if this is a familiar situation for you right now. You're scrolling through the news feed and you see people freaking out over not being able to get their necessities at the store. Or you see people kind of arguing with each other over the internet. A common theme I'm seeing is a standoff between all of a sudden, all these people want to stream, I've got free online workouts for you, and I've got resources, and I've got so much help to give. I want to give you so much. And then there's another group of people who's like, no, I I really don't want anything right now. I don't want anything. Could you just let me be, let me be, let me just cope with this without shoving all this stuff down my throat. And here's the thing. The people who are trying to help They've got to help. They're feeling it down to their bones. It's coming from a place of good in their hearts. They want to help and give out as many resources as possible. And that's okay. They should be allowed to do that. If you don't want the resources, then just unfollow them for a little bit. If you think I'm putting too much out into the world, you can you can unfollow me for a bit. Come back when you're feeling better. I won't be offended. We're all dealing with this in our own way and in our own time. Last week I updated you on some WFTDA recommendations and things. There's a lot of interesting things on the site now. For example, a communications template where it's essentially a form letter if you don't want to figure out how to communicate with your league you can copy and paste the name of your league into the beginning of this explains to people how to act and reminds them please remember to be a decent human being which is a good tip for all of us even when not in a crisis i would say there's a tab of recommendations and there's a long list of things that they would advise if you're continuing to have practice cleaning up the place (laughs) <laughs> Suspend the end of game high five circle for the time being. Sorry, guys, sportsmanship is against the rules now. And I am surprised they even had to write it down, but maybe some people aren't taking this seriously enough and it has to be said. And that's why it's there. Tips to stay healthy and connected. Now, here's something we focused on yesterday for a bit. Some of you came to the live stream. Thank you so much. There was actually a really good turnout. Unfortunately, I lost quite a few of you when the audio was having problems. Not surprising. The first time you try anything, there's a good chance something's going to goof and go wrong. And it turned out because Coach Dan told me to pick out a theme so it would look really nice and professional and we'd have a nice overlay for the Twitch stream, that the theme made the audio go goofy. Eventually, we fixed it, and we chatted with each other for a good hour, and it just felt so good to connect with you guys. It didn't go the way I wanted. I was hoping we would actually maybe record some together, and we never ended up doing that. We just kind of had a really nice, low-key conversation, and I think that's what we all needed right then. People brought up some of their concerns, things that they're going through around the world, and it's the sense of connection that we need the most right now. Because being alone is is what could really hurt us. We're not a self-isolating animal <laughs> by nature. By nature, humans are social human beings. I'm just going to go over a few of the things here on the WFTDA list. Being mindful. Like I said like before, just do whatever feels good. Do nothing if you don't want to or feel like it. If anyone out there is having a requirement for your skaters that they have to do these workouts, they have to do this footage review, they have to come to a video chat. It's not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. You can't force anyone to do anything right now, and some people really maybe need that space as they're adjusting to our our new way of life for the time being, and we should honor that and be understanding of the anxiety people are going through wftda also recommends listen listen to podcasts oh we're crushing it so hard right now Uh, watch all the netflix i say watch all the disney plus do all the hobbies you have to put on hold because of roller derby if you follow me on facebook and my personal page you'll see i've been crafting i don't have a sewing machine so i've been doing a lot of hand sewing i'm okay at it (laughs) it takes a long time And that's what's been fun for me. I love puzzles. Going to get out some puzzles. I'm kind of amused by how many people are working puzzles now. And there's like a puzzle exchange going on in my community where a person will leave a puzzle out on their porch and another person will come take it and drop off a different puzzle. And I think it's kind of sweet. I like that puzzles are cool again. And I think I'm almost like a hipster because I was doing puzzles before they were cool. (laughs) And it wasn't cool at all back then. There's plenty of ways that you can work out. I particularly like Lacey Nights, a night strong training, plenty of that on Instagram and watching all the derby like I recommended before. Keep learning, staying proactive and getting organized. So yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff here. Lots of good tips. So what are we talking about today? Now that I've gone over the latest updates in our community. Well, I want to talk about psychological distance as a way to sort through emotions to help with problem solving. My aim is that this is gonna help right now in our current situation for everybody out there And I think it's going to help us in the future whenever we're dealing with problems that have become particularly emotional and it's getting hard to sift through it and figure out how we really feel about something and what the best course of action going forward is. So today I'm going to discuss strategies you can use to coach yourself through problem solving and how you react to situations. We're all facing a heightened level of emotions in the face of being separated from our, our normal routine, the people we care about, the things we're used to doing, our normal conveniences. Especially if you're someone who has a higher level of empathy by nature. For example, are you someone who cries watching a commercial? I'm raising my hand. When I see other people really distressed on the internet, it gets to me. I'm one of those people who can be really affected by the newsfeed. So in times of great heightened emotion and stress in the world, I tend to start ducking out more because it gets inside me. It affects me very deeply. Like, for example, every time there's uh, an election coming up and people are bickering about politics, I really want to get away from all of that and, uh, not have as much conflict, not have people yelling at each other. I don't love Twitter very much. I don't have much of a following on Twitter because I don't spend hardly any time there because what I've found is it's a place where people argue more than come together. And it makes me sad. more often than not, when I'm on Twitter, it makes me sad instead of happy. Like the only things I really like there are when people post amazing GIFs from a game of people doing cool stunts and stuff. I want to know how they do it so fast. I'm not very good at that. Maybe someday I'll get to learn. Intense emotions also affect our relationships. We want to talk about it. We need to talk about it. It fuels us to share it builds us up. We share. We share. We share. We are highly motivated to share, so we talk and talk and talk. But do we listen? Are we asking others what they are going through? I know there's a lot of people venting out there, and I'm hoping that there's also a lot of people checking in on each other. Just a quick private message: How are you doing? a phone call, a FaceTime. It can mean all the difference to somebody. I've been kind of amazed and so pleased and uplifted by the number of people I've come into contact with this week online who we just messaged each other out of the blue to check in, to give a bit of information. And it led to a conversation with somebody I haven't talked to in a while, with somebody I haven't connected with in a while or know what they're up to. It's this thing we all have in common right now, this crisis, everyone is being affected. Everyone is going through something and getting the chance to check in with each other, making sure each other is okay. That's that human connection. That's why I did the live stream yesterday on Friday. I'm recording this on Saturday. I'm gonna do another one next week, Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go to my Twitch channel. I'm going to leave a link for that in the show notes so you can find it easily. If you want to come and just connect with some other people, feel free to come on by. If you're not feeling it, then don't. Not a big deal. But it's just a place where we can talk. A place where we can talk to each other. Speaking of talking, I've already done quite a bit to get started. Let's take a quick break. And when I come back, I wanna talk about psychological distance and the different types that there are and how this can help us with our decision-making and sorting through these emotions. Today, I'm going to talk to you about Moda Skates. Moda Skates was started by Doug and Julie Glass, both inline and roller skating world champions for decades. They've taken their expertise for knowing what athletes need based on personal experience and have lovingly poured it into these skates. Moda Skates is different from other companies. They work hard to provide premium-level products at entry-level prices. They make a skate that performs at the top level for a fraction of the cost of other brands. And I love that personal, small-business touch that they provide in everything they do. I'm loving my Metcon Savage skates. The boots are low cut, just how I like, for extra mobility, and have a great heel lock. There's almost no break-in period, just put them on and go skate! I customized my Boss Pro plates and trucks in gold and orange colors so it can feel like fall, my favorite season, all year round. I could never afford customization in other brands, believe me, I looked. It makes me feel like these skates are special and unique to me. The Monster Stopper toe stops give amazing lateral stability. They are made of long lasting rubber, so I can stop and start with ease and not worry about wearing them down. The turbine wheels deliver performance you've been dreaming about. Your handling and stability and your edge work will make you feel invincible. And the high rolling efficiency will help you crush your laps. Get motivated with Moda Skates. Visit ModaSkates.com, M-O-T-A, Skates.com, or any authorized skate vendor for more details. Thank you, Moda Skates, for sponsoring today's episode. Welcome back. I was talking a little bit about heightened emotional states before we went to our break. And this chronic anxiety a lot of us could be feeling and going through right now, it affects our health. Being in a state of fight or flight is fine for short term situations. But if you're going through this for a week straight or longer, it can be really detrimental to you. It's almost like, I don't know, smoking several packs of cigarettes a day. I don't remember what the exact term was, but I saw it written down somewhere. So, How can we fight this so that we can be physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy when we're going through a crisis? And not just this big global crisis that we're all going through right now, but how about just a normal crisis like some derby drama? Like, oh, remember when derby drama used to feel (laughs) world-ending? Let's remember and have some perspective when we get back to normal life. Let's talk about... Psychological distance. Psychological distance is the cognitive separation between the self and other people, events, times or places. There's actually a bunch of types of this. If you are, for example, scrolling through the newsfeed, seeing people freaking out about toilet paper and you think, I need to go get some. And then you like run to the store and you get a whole bunch of stuff you don't need because you're worried about hoarding and Then you come home and you realize like you you forgot the actual things you needed (laughs) you can you get swept up in things right you let your emotions take over or you're getting into an argument with somebody online about how serious or not serious this is you're letting your emotions take over so how do we get that distance there's an interesting story a lot of athletes actually use this We know it sounds a little goofy when any person talks about themselves in third person, but it actually helps create psychological distance. So, for example, the story I heard was that LeBron James, when having to make a really difficult decision, like said in an interview, LeBron James needs to do what's best for LeBron James. And... That's kind of a social miscue. We don't talk in third person because then people think that we're a little crazy or something's wrong with us. The solution, it's so easy to give them advice on what to do. When it's you, when it's you going through the thing, it's a lot harder because you've got all these emotions crowding up on you and you're feeling the feels, the anxiety's up. If you create a little bit of space, just think about what this situation would be like if you were helping someone else with it. It's funny, I learned about this just this week, but this is a tool I use pretty often. It was two weeks ago now. You heard me giving advice to Jackie Bauer. She was making some bad decisions about her concussion. That's me. And I needed that distance to be able to just be like, hey, Jackie, what are you doing? Like a friend wouldn't let you do this. I'm not going to let you do this either. Not because I'm a crazy person, but because I needed psychological distance to see more of what the right thing is to do. And when my emotions were so deep in it, I couldn't. I couldn't. It made it really hard. So when you're making a really tough decision or you're feeling really mired down by whatever's going on in your life at the present moment, just take this step outside yourself and like look at it more detached, more like you're standing alongside yourself watching yourself, what should you do right now? Like logically, without the emotion. And it's easier to do that if you take that step back and you can figure out, okay, what's the best thing for for Jackie Bauer to do right now? Should Jackie Bauer stop gearing up at practice and let her injuries heal? Should Jackie Bauer be training more or training less right now? There's also something really interesting in psychology, and it's called the Batman Effect. I love this. It it really works well, especially with children, but I think it works with adults too. But they've done this study, and they find that children perform better on a challenging task if they pretend to be someone else, like Batman, who would be good at the task. They're struggling to do something, maybe a physical challenge, or finishing chores, maybe doing some homework. And you would ask them, what if Batman was doing this? What if you pretended to be Batman right now? How would Batman handle this situation? And when you're someone else, someone else who is confident, capable, and particularly hardworking, you can accomplish anything. Batman would think that cleaning his room was no problem. Batman could handle that. He's got to keep the Batcave neat so he can find all his, his... bat uh, throwing things and his um, grappling hook and all the the great bat things. Otherwise, he couldn't fight crime. (laughs) The reason they go with Batman is because like a superhero with, with superpowers, everything's just a little bit too easy. Batman is about hard work. Batman didn't just have, you know, heat vision or the ability to fly. Batman had to build a lot of things, create a lot of things, and train like crazy to be good at fighting crime. It didn't just happen. It took a lot of hard work. So this teaches perseverance, being able to keep going when something is painful, frustrating, or boring. How many of you are bored right now being at home? Would Batman be bored? Would Batman find something to do? So consider the Batman effect, especially if you're a parent who has kids at home right now. If you're working with kids, like pick a character who is hardworking. It doesn't have to be Batman, but whoever you pick, the things can't come easily to them. The character you pick has to be someone they're familiar with who's good at problem solving. For example, my derby name, Jackie Bauer, is inspired by Jack Bauer from 24. This was for a reason. Because Jack Bauer would persevere over anything. Jack Bauer would always keep going when things got tough. And that ended up kind of defining my roller derby career. I even got an award once that was the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Award. And it's it's because perseverance is one of my defining character traits as a roller derby player. And I think as a human being. And it's, it's because I identified with that spirit. I don't necessarily have to fight terrorists, but I just wanted to emulate that spirit of never giving up and going while there's still breath in my body to go after my dreams and my goals and the things I want in this world so bad. Oh my God, I'm getting pumped up and I need to chill out. <sighs> Another way you can do this in everyday life is Think about comparing yourself to a roller derby idol. Like there are amazing roller derby athletes in this world. Some of them have been on this podcast, but you can watch so many of them play on WFTDA.TV. If you have an idol, somebody who's just really good at this sport, does the things the way you want to be doing with them. Maybe you identify with their personality or their body type or their spirit, their perseverance. How would your favorite roller derby idol get through the pack? How would they make a hit or take a hit or avoid a hit? How would they take on a mentally tough jam? This is a really fun thing to try when you're at practice, when we get back to practice, I promise. I remember there was a point in time where, you know, Satan's Little Helper of Angel City has always been one of my favorites because of just how juky a jammer she could be. And so sometimes... When I was approaching a drill or a situation on the track, I would think, okay, I'm getting into character. How would Satan's little helper do this? How would she do this? Well, she'd just be so jukey and ridiculous. Nobody would know where she was going. And that's how I became better at juking, honestly, was by taking on somebody else's persona temporarily. And then I learned how to make it work for me. It's funny how pretending to be somebody else gets you out of your head. You are always asking me, how do I get out of my head? Everyone who writes in, how do I get out of my head, Jackie? Get into somebody else's head for a minute and maybe learn something that's in there and try it out. And then you're not thinking about you. You're not thinking about yourself. You're just doing and being something else, something else that's that's amazing, something you admire. And then those things that you admire are going to trickle in and become part of you just by just by trying it on trying on somebody else's helmet for a second. Other types of psychological distance. Right now we're dealing with social distance, social distancing. It's funny how people are using this, you know, like we're doing social distancing. And I think most people are taking this as this is the practice of not going out and being social. We're staying apart from each other. We're not we're not being social. We're antisocial right now. Guys, everybody, friends, friends, We don't have to be antisocial. What we actually need is spatial distance. Spatial distance, the distance between your physical location and other places. We just need to be separate from each other physically. We don't have to be separate from each other emotionally. I do want to talk about spatial distance just for a second because there are some very interesting things with it. Many of you may be working from home for the first time. And you might be going a little stir crazy, a little cabin fever, a little bit too much walls are closing in. And I want you to think about how you have your setup. Like if you have an office or kitchen counter, whatever your setup is, what are ways that you can make it a little bit more amenable to this situation? Because when you're feeling claustrophobic because you're feeling this pressure to never go out again, which is not what we actually have to do. Well, I'll get back to that. Just think about changes you can make. For example, researchers Joan Myers-Levy and Juliet Zoo have shown that subtle changes like higher ceilings encourage people in those rooms to think more creatively and make more connections between concepts. Could you be in a room with a higher ceiling or just more space? More space, more physical space for your mental ideas. It sounds kind of weird, but honestly, you just feel like you can... Be bigger in a bigger room, right? You can think bigger, you can just go further with it. It's it's isn't psychology weird and fascinating? I love it. Another way you can do this, if you don't have a high ceiling, you might go outside. This would be a great time to go outside and take a walk to free your mind a little. If you are dealing with a tough problem or just something rolling over in your head and you're just having issues with it. Just go out there and get that natural high ceiling of that beautiful, bright blue sky that I hope you have in your area. And if it's an overcast sky, then just find the beauty in those clouds. Just keep looking for the beauty in the outside world where you can get it. And uh, maintain your distance from other people. Maybe take your dog if you have a dog. I hope you have a dog. It's a great way to cure loneliness having a dog. Another interesting tidbit for the way you've got your at-home workstation set up is that people rate assignments as less difficult when they leaned further away from their computer. A lot of us really hunch over and lean toward their computer, especially if you have a laptop. I feel like I'm always like right on top of it. Like mm. Coach Dan comes into the room, sees me at the kitchen counter and he's like, What are you doing? Like you you look like you're just trying to dive in, and, like back off a little. As soon as you lean back, it's like, hey, everything's cool. Like you just feel lighter. You feel less tense you feel more relaxed and it's easier to do stuff so i talked about spatial distance let's go back to the social distance again this gap between yourself and other people we can still be together but apart because when you do that you get to take another person's perspective when you get to hear about their story their point of view how this is affecting people with different ways of life for example uh, Kaio Kenzie posted a little cute video on Instagram the other day about her self-isolation. She's working from home and she doesn't have anyone else who lives with her and she doesn't have any pets. I feel like I'd go nuts if I didn't have my my two cats and my dog and my husband to be with and socialize with. We have each other. I, I'm We're so lucky. We're so privileged to have each other. And some people don't have that right now. Some people are really isolated. So we've got to think about other ways to get in touch with those people and make sure, hey, are you doing okay? Or are you filming a a Brady Bunch style video by yourself on Instagram? (laughs) It was actually really funny. Um, I'm, I'm declaring from now on that Sundays will be Blanket Fort Day. So if you do a Blanket Fort, I want you to hashtag Blanket Fort Challenge and at me, at Powerforth Whistle or tag me on Facebook, or wherever you're sharing photos or on Twitter. I really want to see your blanket fort. Uh, I want us to to enjoy each other's blanket forts on Sundays. Please send me a blanket fort photo. It will make me glad in my heart. So when we can't change the spatial distance, let's try to change the social distance by generating things like, you know, little chat rooms, or even better, a video conference where we can see each other's faces. There was a great question yesterday on our live stream when I was showing my face uh, to you fine, wonderful people. How do you get your team on board with a video chat? Well, first things first, don't make it mandatory. Don't make it, hey, we all need to meet online tonight and talk about this because there are barriers to this. The first thing that came up actually for our board of directors was they were going to do this for their first board meeting and they didn't because there was a board member who was like, I'm not familiar with the technology. I'm not comfortable with using new technology. Well, that's the first barrier to entry. They don't think they'll use the technology right. They're afraid of goofing it up. They don't want to learn something new. That can be, you know, a a big deal breaker for them. So the first thing you got to do is Make sure people understand how easy it's going to be. Make it as easy and user-friendly as possible and add an element of fun. I particularly enjoy Zoom meeting because I think it's it's super easy because it's usually just you send a link out to everybody and you tell them, hey, click on the link. They might not even have to download anything. They can click the link and join the meeting. And if you're on your phone, there's like fun elements that are easy to do, like setting up a virtual background. And... The best, most joyous part of our meeting this week—we had one Wednesday night—was um, my teammate suddenly joined in, bloop, and her little window popped up, and she was wearing her helmet, and her background was a photo from our last season, and it looked like she was playing derby because, and she was like moving around like she was pretending to skate, and oh my gosh, it tickled me so much, and it was it was. <laughs> just brought me so much joy. I loved it. So basically, easy, fun. That's a good way to get people into the video chat. Don't make it mandatory. Also, focus on the goal. People need to know why they're doing something to get on with an idea, right? This is true in everything in life and also in roller derby. People don't want to do a drill unless they need to know why. Like, another footwork drill? Why? well, we're doing this footwork drill so that you can cover the lateral lines extremely fast and effectively so that you can do the zone blocking you wanted to do so much. Boom. Now you have a reason. Now you have somebody who's hell bent on learning better footwork and laterals because they want to do good blocking zone. You know, it has to tie in with their goals. It has to tie in with, you got to put the carrot out there. Like, what's the reason? So, With a video chat, the reason is really just, we need this social interaction to decrease the social distance between each other, because we want to make sure we're okay. We want to make sure each other is okay. And the goal of the video chat, as opposed to any other type of chat is the chance to see each other's faces increases our human connection while apart. And it has to sound like fun and not work. So for example, If you tell everyone we're getting together for footage review, it sounds like an assignment. It sounds like you're going to have to write a paper. If you say, hey, we're going to eat popcorn and enjoy Derby together remotely while apart, it sounds like a social activity. We're "We're going to watch this game together, bring your snacks, bring your beverages, and we're going to have a great time. Then it's a thing. If you're encouraging everyone we need to do a mandatory workout together, not going to go great. It's it's going to be something resistant, especially if you're choosing, oh, it has to be this type of workout. Or Not everyone likes to work out the same way. So you, if you are going to work out together, pick something that can appeal to everybody because of a sense of fun. And <laughs> the most fun I can think of is what if you all did a fitness martial workout playlist together. Like there's all these playlists on YouTube of fitness Marshall. You guys can do dance routines together and it can be fun and you can sweat and it could be a really good time. Hey, why not? There's no, there's no harm in it. I think that would be really fun. It'd be so much fun to do together. So those are my recommendations on how to make the video chat thing happen with each other and why. Let's take another quick break. And then when I come back, we're going to talk about uh, the last couple types of psychological distancing. And I'm going to give you a recommendation list of some of my favorite podcasts in case this is maybe this is your only podcast and you have some extra time to fill now. I listen to so many and I want to share some of those titles with you. Today's episode is brought to you by Stakeswear. Stakes makes contact wear tops, bottoms, and accessories optimized for roller derby target and blocking zones. And hey, they would know, they're roller derby skaters themselves. You'll be able to slay without worrying about impact. Their impact material, XRD, has the highest impact absorption capability currently available on the market. I once took a monster hit to the sternum, and it didn't heal completely for two years. The Stakes Pro Top gave me extra protection in the vital areas I needed for my chest so I could keep playing the sport I love. When looking for contact wear, I was worried I'd look bulky. But with Stakes, you get to look great and this cool finish design with low profile, skin-friendly material. Plus, you can smell great because it's treated with Microban antimicrobial protection, which allows for fewer washes. Seriously, I just do a quick rinse in cold water after practice and let it air dry. Use the code POWER4 to get 10% off your first purchase. Visit Stakesware.com or find them on social media at Stakesware. This episode is brought to you by Bout Bettys, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find a pack that fits in your budget. So whether you're wanting derby enamel pins, comfy athleisure clothes, or sturdy workout apparel, they have you covered. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are amazing. The material is ridiculously silky, smooth, and soft. The first time I pulled on my leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, cats, and many fun new designs coming your way, whether you're hitting the track, skate park, gym, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. They offer sizes small through 3X, and leggings are bout-tested and derby durable. Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. It's like derby Christmas every single month, and yes, they do ship internationally. In this last section today, I want to talk a little bit about two other types of psychological distance, experiential distance and temporal distancing. I sound very fancy and educated today. Experiential distance is the distance between imagining something and experiencing it. This can be easily explained in, you know, you watch a commercial, you see this pizza, it looks awesome. You imagine what it's going to be like to taste it. You think, oh, this garlic Parmesan crust at Papa John's. It sounds incredible. I can't wait to have it. And then you have it and it's like, oh, this is what it actually is. (laughs) So what you imagine something to be, it's completely in your head. It's completely your imagination. Reality is reality. What something actually is, is what it is. So I know now not to get the garlic parmesan crust at Papa John's because it is not worth the hype. I was very sad. But when it comes to the situation we're in now, how you imagine things are going to be and how they actually are, are going to be different. For example, if you're picturing a scenario where we're going to be holed up for weeks and weeks not seeing each other, and you're thinking how horrible it's going to be and how you're going to go crazy, chances are... We're human beings and we're gonna adapt. We will be okay. We will persevere. We will get creative because that's what we do. We come up with ideas. We turn to things that we haven't done in a while. For example, I'm gonna be starting up my second podcast again because I finally have time to do it. And I know exactly how I'm going to do it too. I'm really excited, but from our experience using Twitch yesterday, I'm going to do it on Twitch. I'm actually going to give a live performance of storytelling on my Twitch channel. And then that will translate into videos that can be on YouTube for people to catch later because I make a lot of faces. And then I will take the audio and put it back into the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because I've been wanting to tell stories forever. I've been saving up all these stories for tail wagging. It's spelled T-A-L-E. W-A-G-G-I-N-G. It is it's, it's something I have a passion for. I just love telling silly stories and getting a reaction out of people. And this is going to be a fun way to do that. I'm so excited I get to embrace this hobby again. And everything's going to be okay. When it comes to roller derby, if you're imagining what a scenario is going to be like if you changed teams or moved across the country, Chances are it's never going to be as good or as bad as you imagine it to be in your head. It's going to be what it is. It's going to be medium. (laughs) That's experiential distance. Let's talk about temporal distancing. This one's really interesting because this is where you get to time travel in your mind. It's the distance between what is now and the future or past. For example, If you're thinking about productivity, if you're having a hard time being productive while at home because there's just too many distractions, too many things going on, or you're having trouble making a decision, what would you do if you had to make a decision within one hour? Or what would you do if you had a task to complete and you only gave yourself like one hour to do it? You would probably just get to the bare bones of it right away, right? You would just dive right in, do the things that are essential, And not worry about the nitty-gritty as much. I find that when I am trying to think of a podcast topic and I give myself the whole week to do it, I'm agonizing about it. And I'm like, oh, just putting it off, putting it off. And then when I tell myself, okay, you have to go do this now. Like, for example, I thought I had a podcast episode that was going to be made yesterday through interacting with listeners. But instead... I got to just figure it out today. And the great thing is I already had some ideas, but having the less time to do it made me really embrace exactly what I needed to talk about and exactly what was important and what I wanted to convey to you today. I got it done a lot faster because I was like, hey, no more goofing off, no more wasting time. The other great thing about temporal distancing is it helps you figure out what things are going to be like in the future. Like right now, There's all this uncertainty and fear going around, but think about it this way in, in a year or two, probably a year, imagine the reality where we're going to have a vaccine and we're going to have herd immunity and everything is going to be pretty much back to normal. It's actually going to be really interesting because a year from now, I think there are going to be a lot more people working from home. I think there are going to be a lot more people shopping online and using convenient services because this situation has made everyone get more creative and forced them to use things that they wouldn't before, like the grocery order and pickup and the, uh, was that imperfect produce? I don't remember what it's called, but I've seen a lot of people posting like, Hey, look at my imperfect produce. I've got this. This is great. I think it's going to change the way our world functions. You can see some businesses are just sending people home with no pay, and some businesses are saying, hey, we're going to close for the next two weeks, and we're going to pay our employees while we're closed. And I think that that's fantastic. You're going to see who comes out of this. It's going to be the businesses that put people first. It's going to be the businesses that thought about humans first, the workplaces that thought about the people, and treating people with kindness Those are going to be the ones that come out of this the best. And I think people in general are going to be more kind to each other. When you're thinking about how tough things are right now, think about the future. Like, I don't know when I know that there will be roller derby again. There will be people playing roller derby. There will be some semblance of a season. I don't know what it'll be. It's going to be different. And the postseason isn't going to go like normal, of course. But roller derby will come back. We will get back to practice. And when you're thinking about how long this is taking out, how hard it's been, I want you to picture that first practice back, what it's going to be like, what you want it to be like. Is it going to be just get out there and hit the first person you can see? Or is it going to be a celebration of your sport and of each other? Because like I was saying yesterday on the live stream, I really feel one of the things that's going to come out of this is we're going to appreciate each other more. We're going to appreciate our teammates more. We're going to appreciate our leaders, the people who've put in so much work to make our leagues function well, because we'll have missed them. We'll have missed this interaction we've had with them. And we'll know how hard it is without Derby. So anything that makes Derby happen, we're going to be like, I'm so happy I get to go to this fundraiser. I'm so happy I get to go ask businesses to donate things to an auction. I'm so happy I get to go hang a poster or ask people if they want to buy tickets to my game. And maybe they show up and watch Derby. (laughs) Like these are going to be privileges that we get back. And that's going to be amazing. The other psychological thing that's going to help during this time is not being so self-focused. Someone once quoted me from a past episode. I said in the episode, it's about the team, the team, the team. It's not about me. It's about we. They liked it so much they wanted it on a shirt. So I had a design made and it's in our Threadless store. And then (laughs) fast forward uh, when Skella was doing the fundraiser for Battle of the All-Stars, Skella made me Um, A little, like, fun key fob thing that I turned into a necklace that had that quote on it. And that stuck with me. Like, that meant something to somebody else. And it means something to me. Whenever you're thinking about, like, when you're making decisions right now, think about the greater good. Like, sure, you could go out and do whatever you want. Like, oh, I'm immune. Oh, it's fine. Like, I, I don't get sick. But... We got to keep remembering the people we affect that we don't see. The people that you affect that you don't know about. Keep remembering the greater good here. You know, a little bit of time at home so that more people can live. I just, I just want to say that's, that's not a bad sacrifice. Don't, don't, (laughs) don't be afraid of boredom. We could all find things to do if we're creative enough. Which takes me to, let's go into my podcast list. I listen to a big variety of podcasts and I want to share some of them with you that can help you escape what's going on. Things that are completely unrelated to this that are going to be a nice diversion, a nice distraction from what's going on. Uh, The first section I've called funny. These are funny podcasts that make me laugh. First one is called My Brother, My Brother and Me. There are several years worth of episodes. It's just three brothers that say things that make me laugh. Uh, It's an advice show, but they give terrible advice. It's very funny. Um, Tail Wagging, my podcast that's coming back soon. I hope that you'll subscribe and let me make you laugh because that's basically the point of the thing is being really silly and making you laugh. It is a family friendly show. You could share it with your kids, but I would Probably take a look at the content of a couple of the episodes. Maybe don't make them listen to H.H. Holmes and the murders. (laughs) I think I'm going to start having a warning before episodes for parents so they know if there's dismemberment or something in it. But I I take all of it pretty lightly. It's fairy tales. It was always meant to be read to children. (laughs) Fairy tales, folklore, and interesting history is what tail wagging is all about. And that's T-A-L-E because I'm wagging tails and I like dogs. What the Folklore is another uh, podcast that does something similar to Tail Wagging. They're a little bit more established than me, and they only do fairy tales and folklore. Myths and Legends, another good fairy tales and folklore podcast that's been around a long time, long following. Oh No Lit Class is a fun podcast that dissects literary novels. A lot of them that some of them I have read and a lot of them that I haven't. And they basically give you the short version in the funniest way possible and talk about why people liked this book, why they like it or don't like it. Um, I really enjoy that podcast a lot. The History of Fun. This one was another one that helped inspire Tailwagging and why I have history stories in my podcast, because they just do the history of video games, movies, holiday traditions. Sadly, they only lasted a couple of seasons. I wish they'd come back, but I really enjoyed it for the most part. Now, if you really want some fun escapes, I think you should try some fiction podcasts. These are ones where people are telling stories and it's like television, but just the audio version. And they try to really paint a story for you with sound. My favorite is We're Alive, which is a zombie storytelling podcast. I loved it so much. It's scary. It's heartwarming. It made me cry. Maybe it's a little too close to home for you right now with the apocalypse times, but I I loved it so much. Ars Paradoxica is a time travel podcast, and it's really fun. King Falls AM, this is a really funny one. It takes place in a small town, and it's storytelling through a radio show. Every episode is a radio show. People are calling in talking about weird things happening in the town, but it has like a plot... That's gone on for several seasons now that really gets to your heart. And I have cried listening to this podcast too. Uh, They've also just brought me a lot of joy and laughs and so many funny things have happened. And there was a musical episode. Another really funny fiction podcast is called Bubble. And it's the story of a town that is under a bubble, kind of like um, Under the Dome, Stephen King, but funny really funny. (laughs) Earthbreak is another like apocalypse style one. If that's too close to you right now, don't do it. But Earthbreak is this woman who is wandering around in an apocalypse where aliens came and attacked and she is alone and pregnant. It's very scary, but it's also funny. She has a great sense of humor. Palimpsest. It's a lovely word to say, it's very hard to spell. P-A-L-I-M-P-S-E-S-T. This story, season one was my favorite. So go listen to season one. And it's mostly this girl who is taking voice memos to send to her therapist, talking about her past and how she's coping and looking for the future. But she sees ghosts and it's real scary. <laughs> It's it's real spooky. It's a good spooky podcast. Rabbits is a fun fiction podcast. Uh, A girl is on a mission to find a missing friend. And there are all these like puzzles and things along the way. Tannis is another one from the same company. And it's, it's hard to describe. But it's another one where it's like there are these pockets of reality where things aren't quite what they seem and you can kind of move between worlds and they keep getting lost in the woods. I'll just say that. The Black Tapes. If you like X-Files, you should listen to The Black Tapes because it's just guy and a gal um, who are getting these cases and trying to solve them and none of them quite make sense because they're real spooky and it's, it's really fun. The Bright Sessions is a fun series where... Uh, young people are going to see a psychiatrist and there's something different about them. Each of them is a little bit special. Like one of them can time travel. One of them is an empath. Like they have abilities and they're trying to cope with how to live in an everyday world with these abilities being atypical. The white vault is one about a group of people who gets stuck. Um, they were trying to repair something in a frozen wasteland and then spooky things are happening. And Tin Can is a fun one where there's a guy in space and there's some time travel and it's really charming. My last section is history and learning. These are an, an, I listen to so many podcasts. I highly recommend hardcore history with Dan Carlin. Stuff you missed in history class has several years of great episodes and they just released 10 of them altogether that are they called offbeat history, which are of a lighter nature of history. So if you just want to hear about something weird that happened, that it seems crazy that it did, like the time the U.S. was trying to make hippo bacon a thing. Sawbones is a great tour of medical history from a married couple that are very funny. And all the crazy things that we did in the past to understand (laughs) medicine and what we do now. And lore is spooky. It has a lot of things from history, a lot of great stories of things that really happened that don't make a lot of sense. And the last one I want to finish with is called Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. And (laughs) um, it's from the makers of popular science. And each of them brings a fun fact that they learned that week. And it's little snippets of things that are incredibly amusing, just mind boggling. And I just enjoy it so much. I've given you a lot of things to entertain you. I've given you some tools today that could help you while you are maybe um, socially distancing. And I want you to think about psychological distance and what you can do with your brain to make this situation better and to make lots of situations better going forward. Because this isn't just about now and what we're dealing with now. This is about the future. This is about problem solving within your league, within your team about making decisions that are good for yourself by getting that distance. Like how can you approach things in a way where you can separate the emotion from it a little bit? I never want you to stop feeling emotions and cut them off completely, but get that distance. For example, I'll just tell you a quick story from today. You know, I'm dealing with a concussion and some days are better than others. Today was a really rough day. I will tell you, even though I sound fine now, I ugly cried three times today. And that was due to moodiness from my brain and sleep deprivation because I have an adorable kitten who likes to get up before dawn and just try to destroy things. And he's way too smart. Each time I had to I had to, I had to sort myself again, because even though my brain isn't working as up to 100% right now, It doesn't mean I can't control my reactions. So each time I had one of these moments where I'm like, getting knocked over a plant, Uh, I let myself feel the feelings. I cried a little. I'm like, okay, got that out. And then I decided, what can I do about this? One of the movies I watched on Disney Plus this week was Pollyanna, and I very much play the glad game. (laughs) So I said, okay, what's great about being up early right now? I looked out the window and I saw I get to watch the sunrise. The sunrise is beautiful. I'm gonna. Get up early, take my dog, go for a long walk in very, very, very cold temperatures. And I'm going to take beautiful pictures of what it looks like out there so that I can also remember this and look back on it. I enjoyed it as much as I could. It was really hard being sleep deprived, but I really enjoyed the experience of being out there when nobody else was and getting to see the sun hit everything for the first time today. And that was what I got to take away from it. I got that fresh air, I got that perspective, and I got to enjoy it. The other times I cried today were other things that my cat did, and each time I was like, well, what's the thing I could learn from this? What's the thing I can adjust about this spatially here to make it better? Well, I've moved all of my plants to a place that no one can reach, including me, and I don't get to watch them grow, but they don't have to die. That is a plus, that is great. Um, There was something else that he almost broke that was a memento from my cat who died last year. And that roughed me up a little bit with my my sad brain. And I said, you know what? This isn't a real cat. This is just a memory of the cat. I'm going to take it and put it in a safe place that this kitten can't get to. And I'm going to love my kitten. Because these moments where I get ultra sad or ultra angry because I'm just a little bit more prone to jumping to things right now with sad, sad, bad brain. That's not who I am. I know that's not who I am. I'm a happy person. I'm a person who loves animals. And what is great about this situation, having a kitten for the first time is I am learning patience. I've never had a baby. This kitten is the closest thing I've ever had to a baby. This kitten doesn't learn (laughs) and I am learning and I am getting better at being better for this kitten because just because this kitten is real persistent and real good at stuff and oh my gosh, sometimes taking me to my wits end, it doesn't mean it's the kitten's fault and I need to be better. I need to be understanding and I love him and I want our relationship to be good. And it won't be good if I yell at him. It won't be good if I lose my temper. If I have to have a quick cry and then problem-solve ways around the problem, that's what I'm going to do. If I need to change my sleep schedule so that I can get some sleep to repair my brain because he's just kind of wild at those dawn hours, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my psychological distance to solve this problem when I'm having a real tough time with my emotions, when I'm having a real tough time every day with headaches, I'm going to get through it. And that's why I'm still here talking to you. Because some days I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should take a break. I should put the podcast on hiatus and I should have a little break for my brain. But there's too many people out there who are counting on me who need this. If I make your week a little bit better by putting out an episode... I want to do that. And I'm going to do that. And I hope you'll join me for the live stream next Friday. I'll, I'll have it going again. We'll see what happens. Maybe you'll get to talk to me. Either way, we'll have the chat window, but I'm going to be there for you. And I'm going to be there for you every week with this podcast. I'm going to be on Twitch with my tail wagging podcast If you haven't liked the Facebook page for that, go ahead and give that a look because that's where I'll be putting the updates for what I'm going to do next. I'm also on Twitter for tailwagging and on Instagram. And I hope you'll enjoy my other podcast too, because it's a nice distraction. It's nothing to do with roller derby. It's completely about laughing and having a good time by sharing silly stories that I found. And I love it so much. Thank you for listening. I guess I should get to my thank yous. Oh my gosh. I'll get through this list as quickly as possible because I've I've already taken a bit of your time this week. As always, thank you to my top-tier patrons, Stevie Kicks, Rachel White, Tara Wiebenson, and the training team at Charlotte Roller Derby. Thank you to all of my patrons. You are all wonderful, wonderful humans. Thank you to all to those of you who shopped in my threadless store. It this time it was Meg who got one team, one goal and be your own hero designs. Thank you to Jenergy, our transcriber, who does wonderful things so that these episodes can be more accessible to more humans. There were two reviews on Facebook. One was from Polly. Polly says, I'm a coach and I'm always looking to learn how I can improve and what I can teach skaters to do to improve. I love that this podcast presents things both from the perspective of a skater and that of a coach. Thank you, Polly. And a review from Michaela. I absolutely love this podcast. I listen to it every day. I love the perspectives and try to apply them in everyday life. I was hoping to get back into derby this year, but with the pandemic, that's been pushed back for now. All the more time to prep and prepare myself. Thank you for all that you do. I love that perspective, Michaela. A lot of people did great shares and things on Facebook this week. Thank you. Stephanie Henry, Marina Bryant, Pucker Punch, Diana Hoffman, Natalie Kamel, Heather Brockman, Nora Balfour, Dallas Derby Devils, Rowdy Rita Ricochet. Wow. Or is it Ricochet? Maybe. I hope I said it right. Cipriana Kamagawa, Corey Hamilton, Ashley Marie Taylor, Kalamazoo Derby Darlins. They were going to be our first opponent. <laughs> that game got canceled. Thanks, Kalamazoo, for, for still being our friends. Terry M- McMullen, Kawanda Engels McBride, San Diego Roller Derby, Steffi Castle, Heather Brockman again. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> Erie and Hamburg Roller Derby. Thank you, guys. On Instagram, there were stories and feedback from Piglet Skates, Wasteland Roller Derby, 1 800 Flame Dame, Archie Strange 13, and Roller Derby Impact. And on Twitter, from Little Lottie 12 Thank you to our sponsors, Stakeswear, Gates and Bout Bettys. Thank you so much for your support. Love you guys. And with that, we have been talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew! you for listening to another episode of power through the fourth whistle roller derby podcast i really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter at PowerFourthWhistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of On and Off Skates training at our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. You could also support the podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. The benefits of becoming a patron include fun stuff I can send you like stickers, buttons, or shirts from our Threadless store. You can get access to our Discord server, bonus content, and free giveaways. Plus, patrons now have access to an ad-free version of the podcast that will download to your favorite podcast app each week, and everyone can access our transcribed episodes at patreon.com slash powerforthwhistle. If you like the content we provide and want to support us on this journey, please consider becoming a patron. If you want to expand your derby wardrobe, of course, another way to support the podcast is visiting our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com, where you can get our designs on just about any type of apparel or accessory you can dream up. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can, leaving reviews is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Plus, it's a way you can give back that is completely free. Open up your Apple Podcast app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!